That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin. One of the greatest tragedies in the workplace is when your contributions go unknown and unrecognized. So let's fix that. Author Peggy Klaus is here to teach us a guide to effective self-promotion, tips on how to communicate one's successes without being labeled an opportunist or egotistical, and she's going to share practical examples for getting your contributions recognized. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Hi, Peggy. Welcome to the show. Oh, Lauren, it's so great to be with you. (laughs) So tell us how you became known as the brag lady. What a good reputation. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. At first I didn't know if it was a compliment or something negative, but I decided to just own it. And I became the brag lady because I wrote this book called Brag, The Art of Tooting Your Own Horn Without Blowing It. And I did lots of media around that and lots of conferences and workshops. And it was the first time that a book like this about this subject had been written. And it came out in 2003. So this year we are celebrating our 20th anniversary, which I can barely believe. And I guess just because of all the attention and hype and work that I've done for these 20 years, somebody, and I can't remember who it was, called me the brag lady. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because bragging in the 20 years that you've written this book, I think bragging kind of had a negative connotation. And now it's become, you know, now we have nice words for it, like self-advocacy or don't be humble to your own horn or, or we tell people you have to brag. So it's interesting. The reputation of bragging has really changed over the years, right? Right. It has, especially with social media and humble bragging and, you know, but it still has a negative connotation that when you ask people about this four-letter word, they say obnoxious, disgusting, self-aggrandizing, boorish, and I never want to be that way. And of course, no one wants to be those things. But then on the other side of the spectrum, Lauren, they think that they have to be so incredibly humble. And I say to them, that's actually being ineffectually humble. And that there is a middle ground between being a braggart and ineffectually humbled. And that middle ground is really where I get people to go. 
Yeah. I always think one of the biggest tragedies in a workplace is when your contributions go unseen and unknown. And I think women, we know this, this is especially happens to us. I had this woman on a few years ago. She wrote the book, The No Club, and it was about how women do more non-promotable tasks at work. And it seems to be a little bit of a women issue about the bragging thing. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and how women specifically are impacted by this? Oh, sure. Well, You know, first, let's go back a little bit and talk about what I call the bragging myths that we were raised on and perhaps still carry with us. And we could start with all the really foundational ones like pride is a sin and it comes before the fall and it's not polite. And then we get into it's not ladylike. Nice girls don't do it let the guys have center stage or you will never get a boyfriend or a husband. So we are really held back socially and culturally in terms of being proud of ourselves and vocalizing it. Women tend, and this is what I've seen over the last 20 years, thousands and thousands of women, is that because of these myths They put their heads down. They do really good work. They promote everyone else around them. And then they get really pissed off when they are passed over for promotions, stretch assignments, titles, and bonuses. And so they are carrying those bragging myths with them more than men. It's much more acceptable in our cultures to allow men to talk about themselves just is, you know, and that plays into the narrow band of acceptable behavior and communication that women have to navigate rather than white men. Yeah. So we know that self-advocacy and bragging, letting your wins be known is important to your career, right? You pointed out you're not going to get promoted if that stakeholder doesn't know what you're doing. You're not going to be able to create influence in the workplace or be on those important assignments or projects if people don't know what you're doing. So let's talk about bragging how do we do it? How What's the art of bragging that we need to know? And how do we do it in the workplace? Because you're right, there are times where you can go in and advocate or be assertive, and it's really off-putting. And so how do we know when it's going to be off-putting, when it's not, and how do we do it in the right way? Well, first of all, I think you have to do a inventory of what you're bringing to the workplace in terms of your bragging myths. What are you carrying around with you? And get very clear about that. What's your attitude about it? What are the myths that are holding you back? And then do a look at your workplace culture. So what is it? Do they enjoy people who self-promote? To what extent? What's the quotient in this culture? How does your boss respond? You know, are they a big proponent and keep saying, oh, Lauren, come and tell us about you and, and, and the team. Come on, you know. But so I think those two things have to be done first. And then Good bragging, which is the way that I talk about bragging, is a way of talking about yourself, your values, your accomplishments in a conversational, enthusiastic manner where there are a few what I call brag bites, tidbits about yourself, your accomplishment, and they're woven together in a really interesting and entertaining little, and I put this in air quotes, Bragalog, a story. And it's brief and it's pithy and it's 
interesting and it's uh, targeted to your audience. And that's how you can brag well. The other way that I'm getting into very much now with the new course that I'm doing around bragging beyond bias is that we can brag first about our teams and their accomplishments and then weave in what I call your I brag bites, those little tidbits. You can brag first about how your listener helped you and the team to become successful. And then you might want to add how the owner of the company, the president, the boss, your clients have helped to make you and your team successful. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did you know that you can tell the difference between a laboratory-grown diamond and a natural diamond? Laboratory-grown diamonds are mass-produced in factories in just a few weeks, and they are easily detected due to their distinct patterns. On the other hand, natural diamonds are over a billion years old and support the livelihoods of over 10 million people worldwide. The positive impact of natural diamonds is widespread. Around 80% of the value of every rough diamond remains in local communities and supports infrastructure, healthcare, education, and environmental protection. So next time you're thinking of celebrating a special moment in your life, remember that your natural diamond also protects vulnerable wildlife species and brings prosperity to many less fortunate communities around the world. For more information, visit naturaldiamonds.com. Could you give us an example of a brag bite that you've heard? Like, let's say someone is job searching and they're asked to tell me about yourself. I feel like that's a, an excellent time to give a brag bite, right? You need to weave it in so you're not just like, here's the laundry list of all the amazing things I've done. Could you give us an example of how, what it sounds and looks like? Just give you a little backstory. Eileen was a Wharton undergrad and was interviewing for jobs on Wall Street. And the first five interviews, she absolutely bombed. And we started to work together. And I said to her, well, Eileen, why why do you want to be on Wall Street? And she said, I like numbers. And I said, well, that doesn't tell me very much. And I'm 
not just hiring your brain, but I'm hiring you. So tell me more. So then it became this. My passion for economics and the financial side of business started when I was 12 years old. I worked in my grandfather's retail store on Saturdays and during summer breaks. And I began by stocking the shelves. Then he moved me onto the register. And then I got to do inventory control. By 16, I was pretty much handling much of the bookkeeping and accounting. My grandfather taught me everything and he gave me a lot of that financial responsibility at a young age. And I just ran with it. I love it. So it's kind of like weaving in, you're bragging about the fact that you're good with numbers and that started at a young age and also captivating them with more of a unique story of this is a little, we had a communication expert on and he talked about the fact that you want to bring out some emotion when you are telling people about something and to be concise with it. And I feel like the story of a grandfather back in the day, that does bring out that emotion piece for sure. So thank you for sharing. Also, I want to point out that there is a little brag bite and it's woven into that story and what the delivery is also very important. So the enthusiasm, the excitement, the variation, the delight to be telling your audience rather than, you know, my passion for economics and financial was, and it's going to put your audience to sleep. So that's very important too. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about the importance of bragging. Obviously it, it's got you know, financial implications. It's got mental health implications. I feel like nobody wants to go to work and not feel like they're making an impact or their contributions are being received, right? So there's a there's a big piece of this. And you actually talk about how bragging can actually help with bore out and, and mental health. Can you talk about that? Like what role does bragging play in overcoming bore out, which if you guys have never heard of this, bore out is basically, it's kind of like burnout, but you're, you're so bored that you're now burnt out basically. Right. (laughs) And you disengage really from your work. So you're doing everything else and very little of the work that you're supposed to do. I think what you can do is first of all, identify what it is about your job that's making you very bored. And that is really what I call a self-scan because no one else is going to tell you why it is that you're bored. And then I would say to people, commit to a daily practice of what gives you pleasure at work and write those things down, chronicle those, ask for additional assignments, projects, training that will increase your expertise and reactivate your interest. Set new challenges. If you're a sales rep, up the uh, stakes. And in terms of why bragging is so important in mitigating or hopefully eliminating the bore out is because you start to recognize what are the things that you're doing well, what are the things that people are commenting on your work about and compliments that you get. And I think that this is all really great for your endorphins and great for your self-esteem. And it gives you, when you see that, I tell people that they should create what I call brag bag, which is put a folder on your computer and every week go in and chronicle what you've accomplished, successes you've overcome, obstacles, and write those down and then review that like on a weekly basis. And it's amazing because it reminds us of the great things that we've done. Yeah, absolutely. Meet Georgia Tech's Scheller's full-time, evening, 
and executive MBA programs consistently ranked top 20 in the nation. In fact, the evening MBA program is the number one part-time MBA program in Georgia. Students can choose from 14 concentration options to major in, including sustainability, business analytics, supply chain, international business, and more. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition costs with average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparably ranked programs. In addition to the affordable tuition, Scheller offers many scholarships and fellowships for women, making an investment in you and your MBA accessible. They're all about career transformation. Scheller's MBA career services are ranked top five in the world six years running. Their advisors can assist you with one-on-one career coaching, interview prep, resumes and career development workshops, career fairs, and more. Scheller is located in the heart of Atlantis Tech Square, an area with the highest density of startups, corporate innovators, and researchers in the Southeastern U.S. Students gain real-world experience with Tech Square neighbors through practicums, projects, and internships. Women are leaders in the Scheller community and have many opportunities to build their leadership skills through student-led clubs, committees, events, and leadership development programs. Scheller's network extends around the globe with more than 26,000 alumni and 100 local and global corporate partnerships, including the Forte Foundation and Women in Technology. These are organizations that advocate for women's professional development. A Scheller MBA experience is unmatched. The college ranks top 10 in business analytics, information systems, operations, and supply chain, and it's ranked number three for MBA classroom experience. The class of 2023 achieved a record-breaking average salary of $154,679. That's a 12.5% increase from the previous year. Some of the nation's leading innovators recruit from Scheller, such as Honeywell, Delta Airlines, Bain & Company, UPS, McKinsey & Company, AMPWC. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. One more time, that's gtmbawomen.com, all one word, to learn more about Georgia Tech's Scheller's MBA program. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Programs. I'm thinking about people who are listening to this who maybe have really tough bosses, the, the toxic boss who never recognizes your contributions, the boss who maybe never has time for you. What do you, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about bragging, learning how to self-advocate, to a really tough boss or a bad boss? What's your recommendation? Well, again, go back to your inventory about your boss. When do you see that boss cutting you off or cutting other people off about talking about themselves? And I think the way into that is with the examples that I gave before about how has that person been really helpful to you? How has the team been really instrumental in getting a project done? A boss needs to know what it is that you're doing. It's also great bragging for your boss to be able to then go to his or her boss to talk about what you've done, right? And good news travels fast. I mean, boss's boss would like to know what's going on. Yeah. I feel like that's the art of managing up is making your boss look good. We had someone come on the show. She talked about some of her favorite tips were the quick FYI. So just sending, you know, a Slack message or someone like FYI took care of this for you. Not so that you could rub it in their face that you did it, but more to like, make sure they know. Do you, you know, she had another tip that was about similar to you, which is like sending the status report update to your boss and just letting them know. Do you think part of bragging that's stressful for people is it feels like this big event that you have to march into the office and have this like grand statement versus like maybe we could just be it's like networking. Like if you have to network and it feels really you know, something that you're, you're being pushed to do versus something you're just naturally integrating into your everyday kind of work. Do you think bragging and self-advocacy works better like that? If you're to like the quick FYI, the quick email update, the quick in a one-on-one, here are the things I got done this week. Like, do you think part of it is the pressure we're putting on ourselves that these bragging moments have to be these big, huge things? Yeah, exactly. I think so. And I think the realization that people have to have is that it is critical to your career because if you don't do it, you will stall or derail. Yeah. Really. I mean, how in this workplace, which is on steroids, how is your boss supposed to know everything that you're doing and all the value you bring? So they have to be reminded you're doing them a favor, besides which they have their own bragging to do. Right. So it is up to you, right? No one is going to do this for you. So put that, you know, as a critical soft skill that you have to do. And as you said, those little, I call them little flybys. It's when we were mostly in the office and I'd look at it as someone, you know, you would fly by someone in the hall or at the co coffee machine and someone would say, well, you know, how are things going? And instead of saying, well, not bad, right? You could say, I just finished this great project and I am so delighted. And then give a little 10 to 20 second little flyby. That's yeah. what you need. You know, and the same thing can be done virtually, Lauren. I mean, when you get on a team meeting, you can say, listen, I, I just I am so excited about this. I just want to share it. And if you are the, the boss, then it behooves you 
to take time to go around every week or every month and ask people, what have they been up to? What successes they've had? What obstacles they've overcome? I've been reading a lot of management advice and the managers who create cultures of recognition and appreciation and gratitude. It goes such a long way, even if it's just a thank you. But I also think that with the bragging is like part of just sharing what you're doing, you might get a thank you at the end. And that can feel very uplifting. (laughs) Yeah. And I also think it's important when you are working with someone to say, how do you like to communicate? How do you feel about updates? How often? What's appropriate? I mean, ask the question and you'll probably get an answer. Yeah, we have a, I'll put it in the show notes. We have this great communication guide to working with me, but basically you can do that with your team and your coworkers. And it's that, it's like a set of questions. Everybody fills it out to understand how do you prefer to be communicated with? And so many people have emailed me to say, this changed the way our entire team works together. Knowing that that person likes monthly updates in, you know, bullet point form where she likes it as a Slack message, anytime it comes up, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that's great. I want to wrap up with, you know, one of the things about your book, I think that's really great is about how to brag without being obnoxious. So let's leave with what are the things we should not do when we are bragging? Cause that makes us obnoxious. Can you, can you distill that to like, you know, top three things <laughs> to avoid? How much time do we have, Lauren? <laughs> not a ton. <laughs> when you think about braggarts, you think of people who talk about themselves all the time. They never ask about you. They always bring the conversation back to them. They condescend. They want up. They can exaggerate, which is a nice way to say that they lie. They take credit and they often will give you a laundry list that starts with I. I've done this. I do this. Oh, did I tell you that I am running the New York City Marathon on Sunday and I'm curing cancer in the afternoon? So yeah. it's this constant I, 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 I. It is boring. It is self-aggrandizing. So those are really bad bragging behaviors. Yeah. And the art of bragging is to make sure that you are sharing your wins, but to do it in a way that isn't with the I statements. <laughs> with, I mean, I just come in, but the I, I, I is not a laundry list. And just what I said about good bragging, it's about a pithy, conversational, little story, a bragalogue that talks about a recent accomplishment. And it could be anywhere from 10 seconds to 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and it's targeted to your audience. Yeah. Yeah. I also love your point about making it a little bit of like a pithy statement because I feel like some context around it also sounds better. Someone gave me the advice once that I always loved. It said, if you get nervous bragging about your own skills, then brag about the work because I think bragging can feel uncomfortable for people because it can feel very personal. And it's like, I'm talking about myself, I'm bragging about myself. And it's like, okay, let's change that mindset and say, you're bragging about the work. And you probably can easily talk about the work a little easier than you maybe can talk about your yourself. And then we'll work our way into talking about yourself. But I like that you're saying the pithy kind of statement versus just the I statement, because I feel like that makes it more comfortable for people too. Yeah. And, you know, you can include 
And again, don't make it too long because people's eyeballs will start to roll back in their head. But you can also make it about your clients as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So this is this has been an excellent class in in the art of bragging without being obnoxious. Thank you so much. So Peggy, tell everyone where they can learn more about you. Tell them the name of your book, where they can get it, everything. So I can also put that in the show notes. Absolutely. Well, you can get me at PeggyClass.com. I've got a website and the book is Brag, The Art of Tooting Your Own Horn Without Blowing It. And the other book that I wrote uh, is called The Hard Truth About Soft Skills, Workplace Lessons Smart People Wish They'd Learned Sooner. We'll have to have you back on for that because soft skills have gotten a very bad reputation and they do not deserve it. It's like the soft skills, the people skills are sometimes the skills that get the job done, right? (laughs) They are more important than the technical skills. And when I wrote that book, Lauren, you would have thought that I had started a revolution, you know, (laughs) what? And I think now people are really onto that. And I get a lot less pushback about how crucial they are. I agree with that. I just saw a job description the other day that someone sent me and it said empathetic leadership. That was a skill they wanted. Like I have, you know, empathetic leadership was not a skill that you saw 20 years ago, you know, so maybe even like five years ago, you know what I mean? So I feel like we're trending in the right direction, but this is incredible. I think it's just a good reminder. This is end of the year. Everybody go in, make sure your brags and your wins are known. Take your time to write them down, send them in an email if that makes you more comfortable, but as Peggy said, it is critical to your success to self-advocate and to brag and let those wins be known. So this is a terrific reminder as we wrap up, you know, 2023. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Please take your time to rate, review, and subscribe. A little insider tip, one review equals a thousand downloads. And that's the number one way that you can support our show so that we can be back here each week with amazing guests. I will also be offering a book giveaway of Peggy's book, Brag, to one lucky winner. To enter, leave a comment on today's Instagram reel about Peggy's episode with your biggest takeaway from the today's episode. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.